Hello and welcome all of my artists, writers, performers, filmmakers, and creatives of all kinds. This is Raven's Fine Art Podcast. My name is Raven. And today we are wrapping up our seven-part series on Leonardo da Vinci, reading from the book, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, Seven Steps to Genius Every Day by Michael J. Gelb. So this is very exciting. We are discussing Conexione. Conexione is a recognition and appreciation for the interconnectedness of all things and phenomena, so systems thinking. So this is very exciting because this is where it all comes together. So stay tuned. All right, so let's get into it. So Conexione, the interconnectedness of all things. Now, the reason why this excites me so much is because I have always been attracted to mystics. And essentially what a mystic is, is you can be a mystic of any religion. So what a mystic does is they see the interconnectedness of all of nature. So there are Muslim mystics, there are Christian mystics and um, Buddhist mystics. Obviously there are all kinds of mystics and what they have in common and their beliefs are very, very similar is that they understand the oneness of all of nature and they tend to be looked at as strange uh, in many cases, but also very compelling. So if you read some of the writings of the mystics, like uh, Francis of Assisi is one of the Christian mystics that I can think of offhand. Um, They write about the oneness of all of life. So Conexione is essentially being able to see the connections between things that people perceive as very different or even having nothing in common. And um, not only is it connected to spirituality, but I mean, I believe art is extremely connected with spirituality and that you have to, well, you don't have to do anything, but in order to have art that really plums the depths of the human experience, there has to be a level of spirituality to it. It has to go beyond simply the surface level of life in order to have long-term meaning and importance in the society. So the, the ability to connect different things and put them together in a piece of art is a skill in and of itself that goes above and beyond simply the craft of art. So we had spoken about that in a past podcast, how important the craft is, but the other part of it is this part, the spirituality. And even going beyond that is not just the ability to connect craft with a higher meaning, but in crafting the higher meaning, the ability to see the connectedness of many disparate things. Um, And so this is actually why I decided to study master artists in the first place. So I started with Leonardo da Vinci because I believe he is the quintessential, not only he's obviously the quintessential Renaissance man um, in the sense of being able to do so many different things so well, um, but he was a master of this systems thinking, the ability to link very disparate things together. And one of the things that he did I thought was so funny is that 
he was able to um, put together an assortment of different things. I mean, he studied nature, which I talked about before, but when he gathered together his drawings of nature, like his bugs and his botanicals and all of these reptiles, other animals, he was able to put them together in such a way that in order to create one creature. So I wanted to read this quote, which is from page 223. Um, so one secret of Leonardo's unparalleled creativity is his lifelong practice of combining and connecting disparate elements to form new patterns. Vasari records an incident from Leonardo's childhood when he was asked to paint a peasant's shield, eager to devise an image that would, quote, terrify anyone who encountered it, unquote. Young Leonardo gathered and collected in his room an assortment of, quote, crawling reptiles, green lizards, crickets, snakes, butterflies, locusts, bats, and other strange species of this kind. And by adapting various parts of this multitude, he created a most horrible and frightening monster with poisonous breath that set the air on fire, unquote. Vasari adds that when Leonardo unveiled his creation to his father, who had commissioned it, Ser Piero was sufficiently shaken and amazed at Leonardo's miraculous talent to give a different shield to the grateful peasant so that he could sell his son's work for 100 ducats to a Florentine merchant who sub subsequently sold it to the Duke of Milan for 300 ducats. So this is so cool because what Leonardo did is he took all of these different creatures and he was able to find in all of those disparate creatures something that united them enough to form a creature that was terrifying. Um, so, and that was the purpose of it. He was creating a shield. So a shield is supposed to protect you from danger. And part of that is instilling fear in your enemy. So, and this is what creatives do now, like people who are doing concept design and creature design. So you have your first example in Leonardo. So if you can develop the ability to put different things together, and now that that's such a common thing, like creature design is such a common thing, I think people are used to that idea. But if you really wanna be innovative, you've got to go beyond what you see being done around you. So Leonardo did this on his own because he was naturally curious about nature. So it was very natural for him to just put it all together. It's like, oh, you want something scary? I can give you that. <laughs> so we have his prime example, but the thing is, now that that's so common, if you wanna go above and beyond what you see being done, you're going to have to think like Leonardo. So not just do what he did, which is not thinking like Leonardo. Leonardo was innovative. He was doing something that hadn't been done before. And one of the best ways of doing that is having a wide knowledge of very different things. So not only making a study of animals like reptiles and things which you would expect, um, going beyond that, just being widely read. And it's not something that I or anyone else can advise you on because if, if I could, then it wouldn't be innovative. But what I can say is if you develop a practice of reading widely, 
um, in befriending many different kinds of people, watching many different kinds of movies, um, going to many different kinds of unexpected places, um, taking notes, thinking, spending time alone, meditating. If you put all of those different things into the soup, which is your brain, you will be much more likely to come out with something innovative because all of that different input is going to go through your own personal experience and your own individuality as a person and as an artist. And what's gonna come out of that is something that is uniquely you, something that the world could not possibly have ever seen before because you've never been here before and you haven't created it yet. So keep that in mind. So uh, let's talk about <clears throat> Conesione in terms of systems thinking. So I went through the quote that is on page 222. Um, another quote uh, from that same page is uh, from Leonardo. Uh, five centuries ago, Leonardo, the original systems thinking noted quote, the earth is moved from its position by the weight of a tiny bird resting upon it. So that has to sound familiar because that is um, a, the forerunner, that's the forerunner of the common phrase that we hear, if a butterfly flaps its wings in Tokyo, does it affect the weather in New York? So we know the answer to that is yes, in a holistic way of thinking. This is why the rainforest being cut down is having effect on, on the weather all over the world. Nothing is isolated from everything else. And that's what we have to keep in mind when we think about conesione or systems thinking is that everything affects everything. Nothing is isolated. So the cool thing about Leonardo is, uh, this is another quote on page 224, uh, Leonardo's seriousness drove him to penetrate the essence of things, and his playfulness allowed him to make unprecedented original connections. So this is the whole point. In order to be an original, you've got to develop the practice of seeing the similarities in different things. And thinking about the connectedness of all of life, you have to really think about the prime example that COVID gives to us. Uh, because when you think about it, you know, COVID obviously had its origins and, you know, the origins of that is controversial and I'm definitely not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Um, but it originated in one part of the world and it didn't take long for it to spread all over the world. So that right there tells you that, you know, nothing starts and finishes in one area. We are all connected. And even when you think about like sexually transmitted diseases or AIDS, like for example, started in one part of the world and it didn't take long for it to be a problem everywhere. So what you do affects your neighbor. I don't care what you say or what you think, what you do affects your neighbor and what your neighbor does affects you. And you as an artist, you have the ability to make these connections and to either sound the warning if it's something that is, is a troubling issue or to encourage you know, the, the getting together and the unity of the human race 
whatever it is that motivates you as an artist, you have the ability to inspire the masses. You have the ability to, as your job, as your vocation, as your calling, to link different things together and to present them in such a way that the rest of society can digest it and understand it and be inspired and motivated by it. So this is your, your role and your duty as an artist. So everything that you do as an individual is connected to everything else that you do. And that's another thing too, that you have to think about as an artist is that your originality is going to come from not only your ability to connect disparate things and put them together into a unique creation, but you as an artist are that unique creation. So think about your story, and this is a wonderful way to apply uh, the concept of connessione, is to your own life as an artist. So I don't know what your childhood was or your background, but all of it has an effect on your art. So whether your childhood was happy or sad, whether you lived and grew up in a small town or whether you moved all over the place, whether you made friends easily or, or more difficultly, whether you were healthy or sick, whether you were popular or unpopular or some mixture of the two, whether you were religious or, or not religious, whether you were athletic or sickly, uh, whatever your experience was, whether your family was supportive or whether they were cruel, whether you were abused or whether you were celebrated or some mixture of the two, <laughs> whether you were abandoned, whatever your story is, don't look at it as something that you have to quote unquote overcome. It is the fabric of your story as an artist. So all of these things that you see, hear, talk about, experience, live through, um, all of the things outside of yourself that you put together and connect in, in new and innovative ways, all of that can and should show up in your art, regardless of what your art form is. Again, like I always say in the intro, whether you're a filmmaker, dancer, singer, a visual artist, um, concept artist, you know, performance artist, writer, poet, whatever it is that is your artistic expression, all of that is going to be filtered through your story. So it behooves you to figure out exactly what your story is. And don't say that you are boring or that your story, I don't care if you grew up in suburbia with two parents in a middle-class home and had everything given to you, you still have a story. You still have experiences that are unique to you. You still have a voice. So don't ever think that your story doesn't mean anything. And certainly if you're on the other spectrum and you feel like you're so broken and so hurt that you can't even overcome it long enough to make a piece of art, Use that as your, your, your weapon, okay? You've been weaponized with something that no one else has exactly like you. You have the ability to connect to other people that may feel like they don't have a voice or they don't have a story, or they may be suffering and not have an artistic vocation or calling. They may be doing some other job, but they had just as hard of a life as you. So you have the ability to use your craft and your gift and your vocation 
to connect to that person and to let them know that they are not alone. Do you understand like how much of a privilege that is? How special that is, how special you are. Do not waste your voice, okay? Do not waste your gift. Make sure that you're drawing these connections so that you can be responsible with your gift and share it with the world, okay? So let's talk about the self-assessment, which I do every week so that you can kind of devise and discern where you land on the whole self, on the whole uh, connessione spectrum. So let's go through the self-assessment. So the first question to ask yourself, am I ecologically aware? How aware are you of ecology, which is nature and its connections, okay? Do I enjoy similes, analogies, and metaphor? So how comfortable are you with similes, analogies, and metaphor, which is, is simply what we've been talking about. Those are making connections between things that seem to be different, but seeing the connection between the two. Next, do you frequently make connections that other people don't see? So are you someone that can recognize the similarities uh, between things that other people think have nothing in common? Next, when I travel, am I struck more by people's similarities uh, or their differences? So when you travel to another country or when you encounter someone who is different from you, either in race, uh, culture, religion, are you able to see how similar the two of you are or, or are you only aware of the differences? Do you seek a holistic approach to diet health and healing. So when it comes to your diet, your health and your healing, are you thinking about yourself as a whole person or are you compartmentalizing those things? Do you have a well-developed sense of proportion? Okay. So that can be in visual art or it can be in, in dance, it can be in writing. So are you aware of the proportions of things, how things fit together in a harmonious way? Can you articulate the systems dynamics, meaning the patterns, the connections, and the networks in your family and workplace? So are you able to see, like when you look at your family or your place of work, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you work for someone, can you see the connections between the different parts and facets of your workplace or of your family or any dynamic like that? Are you aware of how those things work together? So are your life goals and priorities formulated clearly and integrated with your values and your sense of purpose? So this is extremely important, okay? So when you are fashioning your artistic journey and career, are you able to link those with your overall values and purpose? So this is so important because so many times people look at art as sort of um, a craft and a skill, and that's kind of as far as it goes. But to really be an artist, you have to link your gift with your values as a human being 
So you have a purpose on this planet and regardless of whatever purpose you decide on or recognize in your life, it has to be linked to your art. If it isn't, your art is going to take on a um, superficiality and a lack of depth and uh, it's going to come across as inauthentic. So I don't care even if you're a commercial artist and you have a set of you know specifications that you have to adhere to that doesn't matter they're hiring you as opposed to just going on canva and creating it uh, by themselves or just using some intern to do it they're hiring you as an artist because they want the art you've got to come through so and that's also going to help you decide if even if you're a commercial artist what commercial projects do you want to take on or if you're an employee, what companies that you wanna work for. Not every company is the same and not every project is going to be worthy of your time. And it's not going to always jibe with who you are as a human being. So the reason why selling out, quote unquote, gets this bad rap, and it is bad if you're truly selling out. Selling out is not making money. Some people who you know hate money or don't know how to make money view any commercial pursuit as selling out, but that's not what selling out is. Selling out is when you are unaware of your purpose and you're unaware of your values or you're aware of them, but they aren't linked to your gift and your vocation. So if, if that's your situation, then that's selling out. If you don't know who you are as a human being, if you don't have a purpose and you're not connecting that purpose to your art, you're going to end up taking on projects that don't align with who you are as a human being and as an artist. And you're gonna feel that pain. You're gonna feel that disconnect between what you're doing and who you are. So if you're in that situation, you've got to adopt connessione. You've got to make a link between those two things. And you have to promise yourself to never again take on something that does not align with who you are. And lastly, do you sometimes experience a sense of connectedness with all creation? So this, in my opinion, is the background and the backdrop to the whole thing. Now, whether you're a religious person, which I am definitely not, or whether you are a spiritual person, which I definitely am, or if you're not conscious of being spiritual, if you're an artist, then you have an aspect of spirituality to you by default. So having that connectedness with all of creation, whether you call that God or whether you call it nature, spirit, universe, whatever you call it, sensing that connectedness to it, to everything and everyone who has gone before and everything and everyone that will come after you, especially as an artist, you are an inheritor of all the artists that have come before you. And that's why we're talking about Leonardo because he is our is our godfather and our um, ancestor in art regardless of what kind of art you practice he was a trailblazer of his time and you're a trailblazer of this time and so having that connectedness with his spirit so even though he's not alive anymore that's not relevant he came and he made his impact and he left the world with his art and that's what we're attempting to do. So uh, we are connected with Leonardo, whether we, even if this is the first we're even learning about Leonardo, which I know is, is probably almost impossible, 
But even if this is the very first time you've heard of Leonardo da Vinci, you're still connected to him as an artist because as an artist and as a human being, you're connected with all the creativity that came before you and you're leaving a path for the people that are coming after you. So do you recognize that? If so, you are a practitioner of connessione. So the last thing I wanna leave you with is the definition of the word health. So this is on page 228. The word health comes from the old English root hal, meaning whole, affection and the ecstasy of sexual union. So when you think about health, and that's physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, you can only be healthy if everything is working together. If your legs work, but your, your mind doesn't, you're not healthy. If your mind works, but your body is always sick, you're not healthy. So health is by default the interconnectedness of everything that makes up who you are, working seamlessly and working together for the same goal and purpose. All right, so that is Conesione, and that is the last of the seven principles of genius. So I really hope you got a lot out of this series. It was a pleasure and a joy for me to go through all of these principles because I think that, for one, art is extremely important. But another thing is that um, learning from our forebears is kind of the, I think it's the responsibility of every artist is, you know, some people hate art history because they feel like it's boring and it's old stuff that doesn't matter, that we don't practice anymore. I mean, but I don't care what art you do. If you're a filmmaker, if you are a visual artist, if you're a performing artist, if you don't know what came before you, then you can't practice conditione and you're missing that principle of genius. And not only that, you're gonna think that you're original when you're not. <laughs> because if you don't know what's come before you, then you don't know what's already been done. So you can't possibly be original if you don't know what's come before you. So let me just run through the seven principles we've already gone through just as a reminder. The first one we went through was curiosita, the ability to be curious about your environment. Demostrazione, putting that curiosity into practice. Sensazione, uh, the, uh, the senses, the five senses. Sfumato, smoke, or the putting together of all of, of things that are, sfumato literally means smoke. So sfumato was the interconnectedness, kind of similar to connessione of different things. Arte scienza is similar, left and right brain, art and science. So when you think about it, all of these things are really connessione, putting everything together. Uh, next was corporalita, which is physical health, and then connessione, which is the connection of all things. So that is it for this series. Uh, the next artist that I believe I'm going to be discussing is Picasso. So I'm choosing the artists that I go through based on uh, two things. Uh, one is their success. So I am trying to break free of this ridiculous notion that artists are broke, that artists are starving. 
that artists are the losers of society is quite the opposite. Artists are the leaders of society. So I'm choosing artists that are commercially and financially successful and also that were innovative in some kind of way. So if we know about them, then by default, they're probably innovative in some kind of way. But I'm choosing people that embodied a particular kind of success and the purpose of it is so that we can learn and grow from their experience and carry the torch into the future. So I hope you enjoyed that and I hope to see you next week. Take care and have a beautiful and productive week. Bye-bye.